Chuck. Yes, this is me. We are back again. Like Shady. Yep, just like Shady. <laughs> Tell some friends. <laughs> it's episode six. Yeah, that is that is nuts. So I hear our cat in the background. <laughs> we also have a guest with us. Flash is helping us with the intro today. By help meaning hinder. Yeah. So today on the podcast, we have Natalie and David. Yes, you, you're correct, Court. Yeah. That's exactly who we have. No, this this is a, a lot of fun to record. It was. And to hear a little bit about them being introverts and extroverts yeah. uh, and how they manage that in their relationship. And it sounds like they've got it down to a fine science. They do have it down to a fine science. I do wonder, you know, we recorded this prior to uh, social distancing and prior to quarantining. I wonder how that's going for them. You know, are are introverts thriving in this time of social distancing? I think so. I think David is by far handling this better than Natalie is right now. Is that a guess? Yeah, I, yeah, it's it's definitely a guess. Based off what? The fact that she's the extrovert. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so are you saying you're handling this better than I am? Yeah, this has been pretty good. This is, I mean, it's of course scary and and all that, but I, I've enjoyed time with our family and read read a lot. Well. Should we do this? Yep. Let's see what happens when we ask a, a couple, couple questions. questions. Gonna ask a couple questions. Gonna get a couple answers. Couple questions. Couple questions. All right. Welcome to episode six of A Couple Questions. We have Natalie and David Mash with us here today. And we're going to kick this off by opening some fortune cookies. Courtney, you just got crumbs all over your I got crumbs computer. everywhere. All right. All right, guests. Okay, mine says, don't worry about money. The best things in life are free. Ah, oh. so true. Okay. Mine says, 1, 4, 11, 14, 23, 37. No, oh, you're, you're reading the back. Oh, sorry, deep. sorry. It's a code. Uh, you will find your solution where you least expect it. Ooh. Mine is the same exact one. That's not cool. <laughs> uh, let me see if the numbers are the same. Better stick together. Two, three, 23, 27, 44, 46. Different numbers. Ah. Mine is keep your feet on the ground even though your friends flatter you. Hmm. That feels deep. Yeah. In bed. Don't let it go to your head. (laughs) (laughs) So we're talking to you guys today about one is an introvert, one's an extrovert. We'll get to that in a little bit. But before we jump into that, if you could tell us a little bit about yourselves. Yep, background, relationships, kids, favorite color. I'll yeah. let the introvert go first. Oh, man, I was just going to say you should go first. Mm-hmm. Oh my That's gosh, the nice thing so about polite. being an introvert is I can always count on her to go first if I need her to. Uh, let's see. I grew up in Washington State. I've lived in Greeley now for, tw- wait, 20, 18, 18 years. Colorado for like 20, 21 years, something like that. Um, I came out right after college. I am a sleep technologist, sleep educator. I work at the hospital here, uh, Banner Hospital in Greeley. enjoy doing art. I enjoy running. I've got two kids, Cecily and Everett. They are 12 and 14, and they are a blast and a challenge, especially now that they're in uh, teenage years and approaching teenage years. 
You can give Everett a shout out since you know he's going to listen. Everett, shout out to you. Whatever, whatever. That, that's what the kids are saying these days. Shout saying. out. <laughs> and shout out to Cecily too. And shout out to Cecily <laughs> she if, might she, listen. if she listens. <laughs> uh, and my favorite color, I think, I think it's blue. It used to be like a purple, a darkish purple, but uh, I think it's blue nowadays. Going through your blue period. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like Van Gogh. And, and Picasso. Oh, Picasso. That's right. And <laughs> did Van Gogh have a blue they, they period? They might have both yeah. had it. Don't we all? We all have a blue period, yeah. All right, Natalie. (laughs) I have lived in Greeley since I was four. I went away to college in Georgia for a year and a half and then came back after I had met David. That was added bonus. I was going to come back anyway. I graduated from UNC, and I am a nurse at a community health center. I specifically get to welcome new refugee families and introduce them to our healthcare system, get them screened and, and updated on medical things. We have been married for almost 18, no, almost 19 years. Yes, we got married in 2001, so it was 19 years in May. It snowed sideways on our wedding day, and we took that as good luck. And it actually snowed on our anniversary last year. And as we were watching the snowfall, eating a fancy dinner, we thought that was so great and romantic. And then we got home, and all the branches on our trees were broken. And we're like, that's why it's not good if it snows in May. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in an effort to get to know you even better, we do have this segment that is rapid fire questions. So we'll start off. So somewhat rapid fire, but feel free to discuss as need be. Let's begin. Who would you feel between the two of you is more patient? With which child? It depends that that child. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say the same thing. We're all together, I guess. If you want to go yeah. Cumulative. Yeah. Like, I think it just depends on the circumstance. Maybe who's the most patient. Fortunately, I think we are both. One of, when one of us is impatient, the other one is patient. Like if we were both impatient at the same time, I don't know what would happen. Yeah. I don't know. I consider you like more even keeled and maybe. Like, you don't lose your temper or raise your voice very often at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't a lot, but more than you. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. I feel like that's the same. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the better athlete? David. I know he's really good at ping pong. Yeah. <laughs> and, and bags. Yeah. And bags, yeah. Yeah, he has fantastic eye-hand coordination, hand-eye coordination. I don't know which way. Uh, he played tennis and soccer. And I, yeah, all, all racket sports I grew up playing. Yeah, but I was really mad because when we were first dating, we would we played volleyball, and he and I was good at volleyball. I played varsity volley, volleyball, but he still beat me, and that Not really cool made David. me mad. The only yeah. thing I'm better at than him is swimming. Yes, yeah, so when I try to do the butterfly, people think I'm drowning. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you need to bring rackets with you, then they'll get better. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Who would be more likely to bring home an injured animal? Me. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever brought one home? I didn't bring home an injured animal, but my mom called me and said, one of our neighbors has a random chicken in their yard. And since you have chickens, you should come and get this chicken. And so I did. I drove down the street and sure enough, there was a chicken in this person's front yard and this cute man came out he was like i've been feeding it crackers i don't know what you feed a chicken and i was like well i'd be happy to take it and hopefully it'll and so i took a selfie of myself and the chicken in my car like rescue chicken 
And I was immediately concerned with how unsafe that is to drive with a chicken on your lap. Yeah. It's <laughs> 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 a short distance. I don't know that that's a fair concern. I feel like we all need a little chicken on our lap. Yes. <laughs> Who would you say is the funniest? Hmm. Well, my brother, oh. my younger brother, he always jokes that we do like the David and Natalie comedy hour. And I think it's mostly David using me as his comedy prop. But uh, the straight man is as uh, as funny as the funny man. You got you got to have the straight man to make the funny man. So funny, are you the straight you know? man or are you the funny man? <laughs> it depends. Ooh, I think when we're uh, when we're a duo, like we go back we go back and forth. If we're if we're both on, you know. Yeah. After some wine, <laughs> then. <laughs> nice. Speaking of after some wine, uh, who's more likely to punch someone? <laughs> well, we've point. we've both hit somebody before. Wow. Um, Who did you hit? Mine was in seventh grade. A kid was kicking my chair, and he wouldn't stop. And he said, you know why I keep doing it? Because I know you won't do anything. So I turned around, and I, I punched him in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> and, I got, and I got work detail. But he did, too, because I cried to the vice principal and told her exactly what happened. And so he, he got it also. <laughs> and Natalie, you tell your story. I don't say any names though. I don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're in Greeley. We were in a really intense basketball game, and uh, I was the cheerleading captain. And one of my cheerleaders kept swearing at this intense basketball game, and I was like, "Be quiet! People can hear you." And she just kept on saying things, and so I just kind of just slapped her right on the side of the <laughs> cheek, and then she was like. <gasps> you slapped me. And I was like, I told you to be quiet. And I did not get in trouble at all. Uh, and in fact, did people fact, compliment I, you? I, a few people <laughs> felt like this particular individual may have had it coming because she just wasn't real nice otherwise. But that is not the way to handle conflict, boys and girls. <laughs> well, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who, who's the better driver? David. Me. Yeah. That's easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I may have just... Yeah. Doubled the cost of my IKEA trip for speeding in a in a construction zone. Oh, yeah. but I I learned the hard way. I was in two bad accidents when I was seventeen, and uh, it, it taught me to be a much better driver. So yeah. you just got all your bad driving done. Yeah, I got it done like time. within two weeks okay. of each other. <laughs> yeah, both that, accidents. Whoa. That's fair. That that seems responsible. There yeah. we go. Just get all done. And <laughs> I did done. not mean to be speeding. I just was also talking to my friend who was driving with me. It just happened. Who's the better dancer? Well, I, David is a great know. dancer a, at home where he won't I'm show a, anyone. I'm a closet great. exhibitionist. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we hmm. like to swing dance together, um, but I always try to lead, which doesn't always work out real well. Yeah. Well, sometimes <laughs> there's one move that I need her to lead on. I'm like, hey, let's do that. I don't even know what it's called. Let's do that thing, but how do we do it? And then she'll like she'll bring us through it, but make it look like I'm leading oh, the pretzel? it. Yes, yeah. very. Thank you, <laughs> the pretzel. Nice. Who is more competitive? Feel free to argue over it and fight. Yeah. I don't know. I've played ping pong with David. I have a I have a competitive spirit that I've tried to quiet over the years. He wins yeah. most games that we play. Uh, we play, one of our favorite things to do sometimes after the kids have gone to bed is play 90s trivia. And it's not like Trivial Pursuit, it's mostly pop culture, which makes it a little more fun. Although David has like, which teams played in the final four of the NCAA championship in the early 90s? Like he has all these things. Or who was drafted by which team? He has all of that. So I never am going to get a sports one. Or if I do get a sports one, it's because David told me, you know, 
<laughs> I don't know, you know, who the, his favorite tennis player back in there, you know, which I could usually yeah. guess. Is it the Australian Open or is it Wimbledon or whatever? But and Natalie um, gets all the music ones of all the music she was not allowed to listen to oh. when she was a teenager, <laughs> but somehow she knows them all. Who's more outgoing? Definitely oh, me. Oh, Natalie, yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't always good at introducing David like when we were first dating it we couldn't go anywhere without me knowing someone and I don't know why I just would get involved in the conversation and David would kind of be awkwardly standing there like did you just call David awkward no <laughs> well maybe <laughs> it felt like I was being boxed out like yeah. I was I was I was in the key and I was trying to get in there for a yep. rebound and uh just getting boxed out but, uh, just throwing elbows yeah you know. I yep. think I'm better at that now much, and it's not that better. I don't want to introduce him I just sometimes I'm like focused on no she's really good at it now yeah oh, well thanks so obviously that last question was rigged um uh, since we already know the answer to that <laughs> i uh, i'm married to an extroverted introvert i think so as an extrovert myself i only have a small taste of what it is to be married to an introvert because chuck for the most part loves being around people mm-hmm. and then there will just be moments where they're rare, but there will be moments where he's like, yeah, I was done like an hour ago. I have to go off and do some complicated task that's by myself Yeah, um, <laughs> he'll He'll do home improvement projects yeah, at somebody else's I, house. Someone, for... someone needs to count these nails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how did this difference first emerge in your relationship? And then was there a moment where it really became obvious? I remember the moment when it became obvious. I don't, I don't think we put a name on it of introvert, extrovert. We just could tell we were different. I don't know if you remember this. Natalie's brother was graduating from high school, her older brother and... Um, My so older, we, younger brother. Older, sorry. Oldest of the, <laughs> oldest of the younger brothers. There you go. <laughs> um, and so we went to the graduation party for, I don't remember, it was like two hours, maybe three hours, I don't know. And the uh, party was done. And so I was like, all right, let's, let's go home. This is great. But apparently the tradition at... Her high school was you you don't stop at that part then now you go to the next graduation party and then the next graduation party after that and we got into a, a bit of an argument about this because I was I was spent I was done my so, my social interaction was 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 well done for and um, that that was the moment I think we first realized that before we go to parties big social gatherings we we need to have a discussion about what are our expectations um, about how long we're staying and that kind of thing well when we first got married i was going to school in greeley david was going to school in denver we went to church in boulder and we lived in berthed so everywhere we went we had to drive like 30 minutes we're close enough that we still got invited to a lot of family gatherings and and just being an extrovert and just loving to hang out and stuff like my family often we eat dinner and then at like 9 9:30 it's like oh let's play a game <laughs> and i'm like oh okay yeah let's play a game you want, you want to play a game right david <laughs> like yeah if we would have started 2 hours ago yeah. that would have been good so and i i am a lot like my mom and i i mean i love this about my childhood is that it was just like hey we went to the basketball game well do you guys want to go out for ice cream oh sure it was just Unless there was, like, a really good reason not to, we always did the next thing. And I remember talking friends who were visiting from Nebraska into staying a whole extra day. We would just be like, you know, what, what do you have going on? You don't need to get home. No, tomorrow's Sunday. You could drive 
Sunday, like if you leave at two, <laughs> you'll still get home by nine. I mean, that's enough to eat. And we would, there was just, there wasn't a lot of no. It was always like, yeah, why not? Why not the next thing? And I yeah. would always have to say, it's okay for a party to come to an end. Like it's okay yeah. to say, this was a great party. Now, hey, let's all, <laughs> let's all go home yeah. now and get some good sleep. <laughs> Put a bow not, on it, right? It's not okay. There's always another party. There's always an after party. Yeah. Well, when, when I was younger, I was uh, very extroverted. Especially in my neighborhood, my friends and I would even wander around other neighborhoods looking for kids to play with. At school, I was really introverted, though. I think I was uh, a lack confidence in academics, so I kind of lack confidence everywhere. Do you feel, have you guys always been kind of extrovert and introvert, or does that change depending on the context or the settings that you're in? Uh, yeah, I think I've always been, well, both. Yeah, I mean, it's, I've always been introverted, but it also definitely changes. So for a long time... I, I, I honestly, I wondered what was wrong with me. Like, why couldn't I sustain myself through a social gathering, through a party like Natalie could or some or other people could? Like, why was I just wiped out? Um, but then I would find, like you said, there are some circumstances that I could go all night. Like, if there was an, an activity, um, like playing cornhole or playing ping pong or shooting pool, like, I could I could go for hours and hours. I could go all night. And Or if there is a, a great conversation going if it would get if if things got deep then that was energizing to me i love deep conversations so um, david's saying that i'm shallow that's what no, i no, no. that's what i totally oh, just heard that's why i could marry you because we can go deep you know but um but yeah i mean parties where it's a lot of small talk going on like that that just that exhausts me that is just so i guess it's mentally exhausting I, I guess I, mean, I, I try to put a name on it I still I still you know trying to I'm still trying to learn about myself um, like why it is I have a harder time and what are tools that I can use to help me be able to get get past small talk like what are questions that I can use to get things deeper when I'm in those types of situations so I can you know make my social energy last longer you start a podcast, I start a podcast. <laughs> that's, that's how you do it <laughs> Well, and I think it also like if it's people that you feel really comfortable with, then you, then you can hang yeah. out for a really long time. Yeah. But if it's meeting new people or where you have any level of discomfort, then it's much harder. Yeah. And I've definitely always been an extrovert and chatty, and there's lots of stories of me as a little girl just telling everybody everything. I was I was on a show called Romper Room, which is like online preschool, basically, or not online, because it was the 80s, <laughs> on TV, on PBS. Sorry, online. Whoa. What's that? I know, I know. It was in a TV studio, <laughs> and my two cousins were on with me who were both very, very shy little four or five-year-olds, and I just jabbered. I mean, I think I was appropriate, but still, if, if the teacher asked a question, I was Hermione Granger, and I was going to talk about yeah. it and tell the answer and everything. And whenever we've done, like, personality tests or even spiritual gifts testing, like, uh, or, you know, surveys, uh, hospitality and being the helper and things like that, I just, and I think that's partly why I went into nursing, because I was like, hey, I like science and I like people. So there mm -hmm. they, they go together. And I, I love to, like, walk into a crowded room or a restaurant and just, like, look around and see who I know. And partly since I grew up here, there pretty much is always somebody I know. And small talk doesn't bother me. And I, I have honestly wondered over the years if I was shallow because I have even two, two boyfriends before David were both, both very melancholy, like, poets and 
and I'd be like, so are we going to prom or what? <laughs> I, um, like thought maybe I was shallow and it's not, I don't think it's that I was shallow. It's just, I didn't need to mull over things maybe as much or I was just happy for the next exciting thing that's happening. So I can relate to that, to all of it. I do the same thing. I walk into a room and I'm like, who do I know here? Who can I go talk to? Do I have friends here? Um, although there are some contexts where where I struggle a little bit, like the event on Tuesday. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to sit here by David. <laughs> I don't want to go chat up all these people. Um, so Chuck and I have really different preferences about being around people. And even where we live, you know, I would I would move to New York City in a heartbeat. I know you guys live there for a little bit. Um, but I love being around all the people and the energy. And Chuck would love to live in the middle of the mountains on a piece of land far from others, uh, which like actually makes me hyperventilate thinking about it. <laughs> what, like I get claustrophobic. I'm just like, which is weird. Claustrophobic, yeah. claustrophobic in the open space. All of this beautiful space to be yeah. trapped in. To be trapped in, yeah. Uh, what are some of those differences that you have? And then how do you compromise? Like we live in Greeley. That's kind of a compromise. I think we've said that, you know, if we were to be able to be independently wealthy, we would have a a loft apartment in a city and a cabin on the beach. And um, we don't want to stay either place for a long, long time. So yeah, greatly it's kind of a- Yeah, that's true. Um, happy medium. Well, when we, so you mentioned we had lived in New York, so we had done some travel medical assignments back in 2003, 2004 to New York and Boston. And at that time, we, we kind of thought like we probably wouldn't come back to Greeley. Um, I mean, we had family here, so we'd come back to visit, but we didn't. We we kind of felt like we were on an adventure. We're going to figure out where we want to settle down. But then Boston was difficult. We were both on different work shifts, and things were tough. And we just realized we had a great community back in Greeley, a good community of friends. And I was the one who said to Natalie, "It's like I think I'm ready to go home." And <laughs> she was like, "Where is home?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Greeley," and her. Jin just dropped to the floor because she was just shocked that I wanted to live in Greeley. Yeah, we just, we love our community here. And at the time, the downtown Greeley was really, was really struggling. And we, uh, when we got back, we became really involved in the revitalization of the downtown. Um, just something that we've always been passionate about is, is community. And uh, that we kind of learned that in our time in New York and Boston, just how much we loved the community of Greeley. So like difference of introvert, extrovert, we talk a lot about our schedule and what what thing, you know, so there's always a, a lot of different things that we could go to or parties or events or concerts or what have you. And there, I think that the struggle sometimes is like, well, there are these three things and it really seems like we should go to all three of them, but they all happen to be on the same Thursday or whatever, or the same Saturday. Um, and so there'll be times where David feels really exhausted, just not that he didn't enjoy each one individually, but just that they were all together. There was no downtime or just felt really hectic. And, and sometimes I'll be like, well, which thing should we have not gone to? Like the wedding of our good friends or the show that our kids were in, or, you know, hanging out with these other people that were really fun. So, so sometimes I guess it's somewhat unavoidable. Yeah, which I'm, is the hard part about 
Um, I mean, ex, we, we live in an, an extroverted society, I would, I would argue. So it is, it is hard for, we're expected to have our kids in all these activities and we're expected to go to all these things that are happening and they're all fun things and you want to go to them. But, but yeah, just trying to learn how to, how to manage being an introvert in an extroverted society um, is, is a challenge. But, and I also want to say, like while I'm on this, this talk, like there are different, different wavelengths of introversion and extroversion. And I think that's something that's often misunderstood by, by people, especially by extroverts. They, they just think of introverts as people who have no energy and don't do anything. And it's like, oh, no, I can have plenty of energy. I just Maybe I can't sustain it for as long as you can. And I get energy from a different place. Um, that's I, what I think I the definition is, is where you get your energy. Because, like, yeah. if somebody meets Chuck, they're like, oh, he's super gregarious and outgoing and friendly. And so, but you get your energy from being alone sometimes. So, yeah. or that you just have less and less social capital to spend or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think 100% you get that's your energy a, from. And that's a great way to put it, yeah. From reading or being alone. Or, yeah, just having that time on myself so I could be fully present, like yeah. you said later on. Yeah. What are some of the strengths and weaknesses of, of being an introvert and extrovert? Well, we were kind of talking about this earlier today. And, um, like, I think each of us sometimes feels like our personality type is a, is a detriment or, or like, like I often feel like, oh, I'm the one that's making our life a rat race. I'm the one who's like overscheduling us and I'm into the American, you know, sprawl or the American, whatever it is, we got to go, we got to do things. Um, but then David was sharing that he actually admires that sometimes I have a passion and then I go out and do that. But maybe I shouldn't say it about myself. I should yeah. let you say that. <laughs> but yeah. but, I, but I was gonna, but so for me as an extrovert, sometimes I see with David that he has these really, like we'll go to a party and David will say, I spoke to Chuck and to this other friend of mine and we had the greatest, like Chuck and I talked about this for about 30 minutes and then I talked to this person for like another 20 minutes and it was just really great. And I'll be like, I had 32 minute conversations and that was fine too and I enjoyed that. But then I kind of think, oh man, it would have been really nice to maybe go deeper. But if I didn't speak to everyone, then I would have felt bad that I didn't actually get a chance to talk to this person. So I think, I think we do appreciate the other person's strength of of having like david has really deep connection and not that i don't have that opportunity but not always in like a big setting i i do enjoy a day at home too i just don't enjoy three days in a row at home <laughs> um, i love it when it rains and i can just be at home with a cup of coffee and read a book or you know i'm excited for for spring break for sure just to have time to just kind of do nothing i think cecily got dressed at 2 p.m today and we made pancakes <laughs> and it was just so i mean it's um but it, it has been good like david has helped me to know how to rest and to know to be able to prioritize things a little bit more yeah no. you want to say good things about me now yes okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh no now i would not have not have nearly as many friends or know nearly as many people without without natalie um i've got a good great community of people and just so much of that is is due to natalie i mean i've got a just you know two or three people that i'm you know very close with but yeah we know we know a lot of i don't know how to say it, but i don't know we just we just know a lot of people and 
Um, I'm just so thankful for, for Natalie. And like when we walk into it, like when Natalie was talking about when she walks into a room, she loves to look around and see who does she know. And I walk into a room like that and I, I get scared. Um, but I'm so glad I have Natalie on my, on my shoulder here because I can just, I'll stick with her and she's going <laughs> to guide, help guide me through this social situation. Um, and then, uh, and then, you know, once I get comfort, you know, I can be, you know, kind of like those levels of introvert, extrovert, you know, I can, I can fake extroversion, maybe, maybe fake's not the right word, but I can be, um, like, kind of like you were saying, Chuck, I can be more, more extroverted, just maybe not for very long. Like I've had, I've had a job before for, for six years, I had a job that I was, I was, I had to be on all the time. And at one point, I remember it came out to some of my coworkers that I was an introvert and they did not believe me. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, you're not. I'm like, no, no, I, I totally am. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Matt, that maybe have been part of the reason why I, I ended up burning out on that job was because I had, I had to be on constantly. Um, that, I mean, I'm sure the work had something to do with it as well, but, um, I forgot where I was going with all of this. <laughs> um, the original question was, was strengths original? and weaknesses. Oh, so. strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I pretty much yeah, do that then, right? Okay. <laughs> so, Natalie, you're an elected official. That sounds so fancy. It is. And I got to see what some of that process looked like because, you know, there was knocking on doors and shaking hands and kissing babies. David, how did you adapt to that and what role did you have in the campaign? And then, Natalie, did you ever get to a point where there was just like, too much human interaction and you felt like you had to be on too often? Fortunately, I was for the the biggest the biggest week of going door to door and all that kind of stuff. I was uh, in in Nova Scotia with my <laughs> with my brother and my dad. Um, so I didn't have to do that, which I was I didn't time it like that on purpose, but I was really glad that that happened because I was told early on that I would have to be going door to door, and I was totally willing to do with it because do it because this is this is Natalie who I love, and she. I mean, if there's anybody in the city who deserves to be in that position, it's her. Um, but I was just scared to death to to do that. So yeah, so I I honestly didn't have much of a a role in in all of that. Mm-hmm. Nope. Did you get to a point where you were like, yeah, I think there were a few weeks where it was like, um, just because the different entities put on meet the candidate or things like that. And, um, I, I, they were both energizing because they were, they were kind of exciting. Like, oh my gosh, this is like almost kind of like a debate and I'm getting asked questions. I, um, so kind of like that nervous energy, um, and I did enjoy meeting a lot of new people, but it was something every night for a few for a number of weeks. And yeah, there wasn't any downtime. There wasn't a lot of time spent with the family for sure. And I think like extroverts probably also come across super confident. And I mean, I think I am confident at the time, but then I do go home and mull over like, what did I say? Or did, you know, we had a couple of videos of my presentation and oh my goodness I say um all the time or I stutter you'll edit it see yeah in the podcast it's fine (laughs) (laughs) but yeah trying to make sure you sound intelligent and you you know your facts and your yeah so it it definitely I and I don't think I ever got to a point 
in my life that I craved alone time until I did have children. And, you know, you're with your children all the time, all day. And Can I chime in on that one? Yeah. <laughs> there was one time when Natalie was so stressed out. And she said to me, I just want to go away for a weekend in the mountains and just get a cabin. And I said, oh, yeah, that sounds really nice. We should do that. And she goes, no, I meant just me. <laughs> <laughs> David was like, whoa. And, I, yeah, it's not to say that I, like, don't like being alone or can't be or anything like that. I've had an opportunity to travel a couple of times for my elected position and it's kind of like, ooh, look at this big bed, all for me. Ooh, look, I could use all the towels. If I, I don't know. I can, <laughs> I can turn the TV on. I can stay up late. I can, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it is, I enjoy being alone sometimes, but it hasn't ever really gotten to a point where I need it. I used to always have enough, but yeah, I definitely occasionally have had that since our family has grown. Yeah. Well, the next question's about the family, about children. So we've noticed with our children that uh, they have a, a mix of both of us. Some days they're outgoing and wanting to go do a bunch of things and other times they want some alone time. Do you feel your, you know, introvertedness and extrovertedness has been genetically gifted to your kids? Do you see it in one or the other more than the other? Yeah, I think we definitely do. And when we were talking about patience earlier, I think that comes into it. So Everett, our son who's 12, he's definitely much more like me. He's an, an extrovert for sure and I tend to be more patient or empathetic or understanding of him just because I get him or I don't know I understand why he's doing what he does and then Cecily our 14 year old daughter is definitely more like David <laughs> yeah I agree yeah <laughs> and so it's I mean in some ways it's great because if I feel frustrated not understanding maybe where Cecily's coming from, then David can say, well, I think she feels this way. And I can say similar things about Everett. And that's not to say that, like, David and Cecily don't ever have a conflict. Well, actually, you and Cecily almost never have a conflict. Not, no, not often. Everett and I will yell at each other because we're Mm -hmm. similar and we're passionate. But Cecily and I need Natalie and Everett to get us to do things. like, I, I can't just, I'm not the kind of person that can just sit in the house all day. Like, I go I will go stir crazy, but I don't necessarily crave, like, a party with a bunch of people. I just, like, I want to go for a hike. I want to get outside. I want to go for a run, something like that. But, yeah, we need you and Everett to say, hey, let's go down to the the, uh, the museum in Denver. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. And and we're always, always glad we did afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I get all of that. Yep. Because um, I always want to go do things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always. This well, this whole social distancing is gonna. Yeah. Do a number. It'll of me. test you. Well, yeah. you want to do things, but you want to do things with people. Mm-hmm. Whereas that I'd be all about a bike ride or go up to the mountains or something mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily need other people other than our family. I need other people. I mean, I like my family, but. But we're not enough. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, because I'm a seven, and sevens always want more. Which is so. your next question is on the Enneagram. It is. <laughs> oh yeah, and we talked a little bit about the Enneagram with you two, and I'm just wondering how you think your Enneagram number plays into your introvertedness and extrovertedness. And those of you that don't know what the Enneagram is, is uh, it's witchcraft. It's not witchcraft, Chuck. <laughs> and so, yeah, 
alignment of stars and stuff. It isn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Paganism, I think, is what most of it's rooted in. It has nine <laughs> points instead of five, so I'm not sure oh, how that... Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, well, we I'm, just recently okay. started... Well, we have been acquainted yeah. with it for a while, but we didn't really look into yeah, it Yeah, we much. first introduced to it probably over a decade ago, but then, yeah, really started getting more into it just in the last couple of years. But I am, I am a four on the... The Enneagram personality scale, which is uh, the individualist, the individualist, the artist. Not, nothing, nothing says introvert like the individualist. <laughs> but that definitely plays a lot, a lot into it. Yeah, I, I would say probably a lot of the things I've said are not uh, people might pick up on this more as they're listening to, especially if they know the Enneagram. They're are not necessarily introvert things. They might be more of like a, a four personality type thing. But yeah, I'm definitely more like very introspective. I feel that's a big that's a big part of being a four on the Enneagram scale. Enneagram um, personality types is that I I feel my feelings, um, and so if Natalie and I have an argument, like I need to go away. I need to I have to withdraw. That's another big part of it. Is I, you know, I definitely withdraw, and sometimes that's a healthy withdrawal in order to to feel my feelings and try to understand where I am in this and to, to come out of this, you know, whether it's with a solution or just feeling better. Sometimes withdrawing can be withdrawing to get attention. Like you withdraw hoping that the other person will come to you and, you know, apologize or something. But sometimes when I withdraw to go and <laughs> and uh, just feel things that Natalie can sometimes perceive that as me trying to make her sit in her pain or something like that and so i've had to explain it's like no that's not it i'm just like i'm so overcome by what you must be feeling towards me and what i'm feeling towards myself that i need i need to deal with that I, and i don't so and i'll be yeah. like you're so disgusted by me that you have to leave the room. And so, yeah, it's like, no, that's not it at all. And so I have to explain to her. Um, and then go ahead. You want to say what your your type is? Oh, sure. So I think that I am a seven, which is the enthusiast. And sevens are always forward thinking. What's the next thing? What's uh, like, this is super fun what we're doing. But the next thing is also going to be really fun. And it might be even more fun. And then what, we're, what are we going to do after that? And... Um, I think this part probably plays in more than the introvert, extrovert, but just like in terms of money, like if I didn't have David, I'd probably be broke. And if David wasn't married to me, he'd have a large jar of money in the backyard, <laughs> like buried or something. <laughs> and so the two of us together, we've done a little more, you know, some risk to investment, but not, not a huge risk. Anyway, um, so yeah, and sevens don't like to be stuck or they don't want to get stuck in pain it's not that they can't be sad or don't you know they don't necessarily like stuff their feelings but it's also kind of like okay I'm sad I had my sad time and now I'm going to move forward and I remember one of the first arguments or fights or something that we had like I said I was sorry and I don't know we we like had the make we're sorry everything's we talked about we understand where the other person has come from okay all right so what are we gonna do today and David was still just like <laughs> but no, I said gonna, I was sorry and you said you forgive me and everything's fine and he's like no I, I can't just snap back like that and it's like oh, yeah. oh great 
No. <laughs> <laughs> what advice do you have for couples who are trying to balance a introvert extrovert relationship? I think when we first kind of realized it and we first said let's discuss our our like expectations for the evening whatever it was it felt to me I guess at least kind of contrived if that's the right word I don't know just like okay David what are your expectations what are my <laughs> expectations uh, and there are definitely a couple of times where I'm like okay we're saying that we're leaving at nine but if we are having a rip-roaring good time at nine I'm not leaving at nine like we still we still had to like I'd like to hold this expectation loosely for this event or whatever or there are like times around this is very important to me I want to stay till the end and David's like okay or there have been times where he said okay can we drive two cars so I can leave a little bit earlier I think Easter Sunday is like a big example we go to church on <laughs> Easter and then we're invited to my family's house and then we have a, a friend party that we love going to and that is just too much for David. He just cannot do the whole day. Yeah. For years, I hated Easter, and I couldn't figure <laughs> out why. And I finally figured out why. So I've learned to break up the day. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I've skipped one of the parties, and it's it's made the day much, much more fun for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we know couples where they almost do nothing together because they have such different interests, and we we definitely aren't like that. We have, we have a lot of very common interests in... And even when we were talking about getting ready for this podcast, we were like, we are very blessed or lucky, whatever, that it's it's pretty easy for the most part. And most of our introvert, extrovert issues were kind of early on. And so I think that we have yeah. some preparedness, I guess, now for those types yeah. of things. Yeah, I think, like I mentioned early on, just that we, yeah, we, we noticed early on we need to talk about expectation. But I, there's a, a book that somebody introduced me to uh, like five or six years ago that really helped me. It's uh, and any any introverts out there, I recommend this to you. Um, extroverts also, if you if you're an extrovert and you have an introvert that you are good friends with or dating or engaged to or married to, I'd recommend the book. It's called Quiet by Susan Cain. Um, I think it's I think there's a subtitle of it. It's like Quiet, the power of introverts in a world that can't stop talking. It's a fantastic book. I think it's funny yeah. that if we like looked at the percentage of which one of us talked more in this podcast, <laughs> it's be, yeah, totally, David. But look at it; it's a small study. <laughs> you know, we're getting into more I depth bet, on one topic. This is deep. I, I bet we, I bet we talked equally, but it just feels to you like I talked way well, I, more. I'm the one who edits the podcast. So I'm like, no. Courtney, <laughs> Courtney will keep tallying. Yeah, I don't know. can you please? Well, so we finish out our conversation with highs and lows each week um, because this is what we do around the dinner table. So we just want to do it with our guests to find out yeah. what were your highs and lows of the week. So what were your highs and lows of the week? We have mentioned to you before, and maybe not on the podcast now, but just that we've been grumpy and stressed. And uh, so definitely the lows. Uh, I mean, everyone's talking about coronavirus, but I'm a community health nurse and school board member. And so there just has been so much discussion of it and just watching the news and watching things change. And, um, you know, my clinic completely rearranged everything and started screening patients. And it wasn't the like fear of, oh my gosh, now I'm going to be exposed or something like that, but just we're how, who do we screen and how do we do it? And just like the process changes and all that kind of stress. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so that's definitely kind of been the low and just kind of realizing that this is this is serious and things like that and i think the high is getting to come and hang out with you guys for sure yeah this yeah. is fun mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i had a yeah it has been i feel like there's been more like she said more lows because we've been been grumpy for various reasons who knows what but um feel like I've had more arguments with my kids about screen time. I try to really limit device usage, and I think we do a, a pretty good time, but there's just some philosophical differences between myself and the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but a big high for me was uh, Saturday. Our kids had their first like Saturday afternoon where they didn't have anything scheduled for a while, and we just spent the whole day just in the park fishing. The kids both caught uh like i think three or four turtles like big sized turtles in the pond and it was just a great day being outdoors we had a fire pit that night and then um cecily had a friend over and we watched a movie it was just a really really fun time that sounds fun that's great yeah courtney i mean definitely the low this week would be the coronavirus thing um being you know somebody who works at a large university with future teachers and then and then the school, it was it was a lot to manage the last two days, and I don't love logistics, and I felt what? Yeah, <laughs> it's not my strength. No, and Courtney. and I felt like there was a lot of that, and uh, and so that was hard. I think my high. I think this is going to be a a weird high. I I don't I don't know. The one thing about the coronavirus is seeing all of these people come together, the social cooperation uh, has been kind of inspiring because it feels like we've been so divided for so long and now everybody's kind of coming together for this like common need that, yeah. that petty differences aside. Petty differences aside that we have to take care of each other in our community and that uh, that has been kind of refreshing. And so well, the coronavirus is low. It's nice to see people coming together, I guess. Chuck? And I'll stay with the, the same theme as far as the coronavirus being the low. I mean, even today when they announced that uh, our school is going to be out till April 6th, and at that point when there should have been cheering and so forth, and you know, but there was just this undertone of like, but, but do we realize why? And it's just kind of scary times in that. High Point, I think, starts off tonight, interviewing you guys, having a great time here, and then knowing that we're going into my now makeshift spring break. Your 26 days off. <laughs> my 26 days off, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, realizing, you know, you guys were going to be on spring break anyway last uh, next week, and so now I get to spend time with family and yeah. we'll, we'll play some board games and do some fun cool stuff i will go crazy by tomorrow afternoon (laughs) (laughs) we will if anybody wants to be on the podcast let me know (laughs) or come play board games or come play board games yeah i i too want to get the kids off technology yeah well thank you guys for yeah joining us on episode six well thank you for having us that was a blast yeah thank you it's always fun all right all right we'll have a great night yeah